It's time for the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show presented by AAA Insurance. Now here's Ryan Wallace on the Golden Knights Radio Network. Welcome into tonight's postgame show presented by AAA Insurance. The Vegas Golden Knights defeat the Boston Bruins 4-3 to in the shootout, handing Boston their first loss on home ice this season, only fitting for Bruce Cassidy and his return home to Boston. To help us break this one down, we go back to the radio booth, bring in the voice of the Golden Knights, Dan Duva, and let's just start with Bruce Cassidy. And, and you know, obviously you were around him. You got to talk to him earlier today. How much more do you feel this game really meant to him? Oh, yeah, it, it sure did. We asked the question on the pregame show. It was the last thing I asked him, Ryan, was what do you expect for a crowd reaction and you know, it's sort of the, the MO these days. First media timeout, there's a, a tribute video and an opportunity for the home fans to uh, say yay or nay, essentially. And, of course, uh, the crowd here uh, began cheering as soon as the video began. And then as the video met its crescendo, the fans came to their feet. A huge cheer went up. And uh, Bruce Cassidy, you could see in his eyes, he was tearing up. You know, he, he yeah. pounded his heart a couple of times and saluted the crowd. Um, he has told us on multiple occasions he's proud of the work that he did here, and it is a special place for him. And he has uh, outlined his friends, that uh, the Alumni Association, this organization. Uh, they embrace him here. He was part of this organization for 14 years in addition to his time as a head coach. So this was special indeed. And, um, hey, the, the way that the, the Golden Knights have a history of going and playing for the former player, the former coach, this is exactly what you would have expected. Now, you look at how the Golden Knights went about getting the job done today. No Jack Eichel in the lineup. Paul Cotter getting an elevated role, and he comes through with two goals. Uh, you can't really... You know, draw it up any better for Paul Cotter to take advantage of an opportunity in front of him. Yeah, only if it had happened in Detroit <laughs> uh, with his 65 <laughs> friends and family there. You're right, Ryan, of course. And, and that is a great sign, independent of this game alone, for a player to rise to the occasion. And Paul was quick to point out you're playing with all-world players like Mark Stone and Chandler Stevenson. But, you know, not everybody has had great success when getting that opportunity. It takes a certain kind of player, a certain kind of mindset to embrace that and take advantage of it. Paul, no doubt, embraced it today and was very close to getting a third goal in transition uh, later in the contest. So it was an all-around strong performance for Paul. And I think that when you consider there were some times recently where you know, he was playing, you know, just a handful of minutes, you know, less than 10 minutes in several games. So it, I think, will uh, do wonders for Paul Cotter. Who knows how long he'll be in that spot, how long Jack might be unavailable, but you get the idea. It's, it's a big one for Paul on the score sheet, but a, a big boost for him going forward. And then you look at, you know, kind of the game situations that were in front of the Vegas Golden Knights that led them to a victory. Of course, Logan Thompson, a brilliant penalty kill in overtime and then just phenomenal shuts the door in the shootout uh you know we keep keep seeing logan continue to to, to progress continue to get better continue to work on his craft uh, and he has a big big part in this win tonight i think what 
the, the key thing here is, Ryan, what you just said exactly, and that he is continuing to build on all of this mm -hmm. with the team playing well in front of him. You expect the goaltender to rise to the occasion, too. Um, you know, he and Paul Cotter, you know, similar amount of time in the NHL in terms of games played. Naturally, a forward is going to play more frequently than a goaltender, all things being equal because you've got backup goalies and whatnot. It just, to me, seems that the more action Logan Thompson gets, the more comfortable he feels. We know he's a confident guy at the outset and the exterior, certainly. But, you know, you build that inner confidence and it's hard to know exactly what's in a guy's brain. But it seems to me the more he plays, the better he does in these big moments. He thrives on that. And that was the case again here today, especially the shootout. You, you, you could just tell the shootouts. He lives for it. Mm hmm. Yeah, you're absolutely right. It, it's the, the biggest way to make an impact. And for Logan Thompson, he loves to go out there and, and do just that in the shootout. Now, I would be remiss. I, I think Gary brought it up. It was a fantastic point, one that I thought uh, it, it bears repeating. Uh, the Misfits in the third period, really stringing together a couple of shifts for the Golden Knights, kind of dragging uh, Vegas back into the game. Uh, the importance of, of that line staying together in the absence of Jack Eichel because of what you get from them in those moments where you've got to get things back on the rails. I thought they were great, you know, with the yeah. exception of like William Carlson kind of falling over on the Pasternak goal. Like that was kind of a weird one. You know, that's just more of a fluke than anything else. Give Pasternak credit, you know, the way he breaks and the whirl around, you know, he's a terrific player. But on the whole, you know, it seemed that those guys were buzzing with the familiarity that you would expect. If, if you know, for example, folks in Boston, maybe if you hadn't seen a Golden Knights game in a few years, but you remember how good those three were together, especially that inaugural season, that this looked like that. It, it just didn't show on the score sheet with a ton of points. Obviously, Carlson gets... Uh, an assist, Marcia so gets a goal, and Smith gets the shootout deciding marker. It also, none of those three plays are connected, but their fingerprints were all over this game, especially in the third period. You know, Matteo didn't play in the third. Castle and Lecision didn't really play much in the third. And it was that group, Carlson, Marcia so and Smith, that ratcheted up the minutes, it seemed, the most. And when they were on the ice, it seemed that the Knights were uh, causing the most problems for the Bruins. You know, Dan, you, you mentioned a couple of times uh, in asking Bruce Cassidy if this was a prove-it game and asking Riley Smith if this was a prove-it game. Uh, what do you think the Golden Knights might have proven to the NHL world tonight? That just because they're in the Western Conference, they should not be ignored. <laughs> you know, there's uh, – <laughs> and, and look, you're talking to someone who grew up, you know, minutes outside of New York City. Uh, there is an East Coast bias because people fall asleep. They watch the 7 o'clock mm -hmm. games, and then they might catch a period of the later games – or the highlights the next day, but how much are they really watching those 10 o'clock Eastern time games, sometimes 1030, and uh, they get overlooked. And so there is, again, in that sense, the media hubs of the East Coast tend to overlook what happens out West, and it happens late at night. So did it really happen? <laughs> so I think that with what <laughs> happened, especially here, that it was not in Vegas, that it was in Boston, that it was the Bruins and their great home record this year 14 and 0 21 straight going back through last year's playoffs and regular season i think that all of a sudden people who might have had that east coast bias well you know and i'm not saying intentional just you kind of don't see what happens out west sometimes i think that this will open those eyes and i think for the the team they realize that they absolutely deserve to be in the conversation the standings and the wins are bearing out uh, how good they can be all right, great stuff as always, Dan. Have a safe trip back to Vegas, and we will chat with you on Wednesday night. Thanks, Ryan. Good night.
That is the voice of the Golden Knights, Dan Duva, helping us break down a 4-3 victory for the Vegas Golden Knights in the shootout over the Boston Bruins. Just a fantastic game for the Vegas Golden Knights. Um, you know, there's there's a lot to parse through. There's a lot a lot to pull from. We hope to get Bruce Cassidy on the AAA Insurance Post Game Show as well. For now, we'll take a break and be back with more on the AAA Insurance Post Game Show presented by Dollar Loan Center. This is the Vegas Golden Knights. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights Post Game Show presented by AAA Insurance. Now here's your host Ryan Wallace. Triple-A insurance post-game show. The Vegas Golden Knights defeat the Boston Bruins. 4-3 in the shootout. Vegas improves to 19-7-1, 39 points on the year. Still best in the Pacific, still best in the Western Conference. Next in action on Wednesday at home, 7 o'clock against the New York Rangers. At just, you know, for the Golden Knights, it, you look at this road trip, and it wasn't an easy road trip, even though you're going to point to the fact that the Golden Knights had multi-goal leads in all four of the games. It was a grind of a road trip for the Vegas Golden Knights. You have to grind out a win in Columbus, and, you know, you can look at it from a couple of different lenses. The Golden Knights have leads. You, you should just be able to kind of handle your opponent, not allow them to get back into the game, not allow them to push and push and push, and yet for the Golden Knights, you, you, you step back from this road trip, right? You step back from it and you say to yourself, okay, six out of a possible eight points, especially after back-to-back losses at home to the Vancouver Canucks and the Seattle Kraken, you're going to take six out of eight on any four-game road trip that you have all year long. Then you couple that with the the simple fact that the Golden Knights right now are 12-2-1 on the road, just continuing to find ways to win games. That's huge for the Golden Knights. Listen, it it is a big story for Vegas that they are able to continually find ways to win hockey games on the road. And this one, I think, means a little bit more for a a number of different reasons. First, Bruce Cassidy for sure. But the postgame injury report brought to you by UMC, the exclusive hospital of the Vegas Golden Knights, would tell you this one's important for the Golden Knights because they were without Jack Eichel. They were without Alex Petrangelo. Like, you go into Boston, and just think about this for just a moment. You've got the Boston Bruins, they're 20-3 and going into this game. 14-0 and at home. And you're without Alex Petrangelo, your best defenseman, and Jack Eichel, your most dynamic forward. Let's hear from Bruce Cassidy as he addresses the media. Bruce, what does it say about your group that they found a way to come out of that one on top? Well, I mean, they were resilient tonight. Um, listen, you get a lead, you, you, you want to be able to protect it, obviously, but I think there were some circumstances tonight uh, at the end of the road trip, uh, some fatigue in our group, and uh, you know, a couple of calls that we felt we had to play through and, and manage and keep our emotions in check and just get back to the game. So good for us. Uh, we've done well uh, against the Atlantic Division, and we knew Boston was going to be a di- difficult test, but we started on time, and that always helps. And build from- How important was that to you individually, just that uh, moment? That you- listen, uh, that, you know, listen, that's something that I'll get choked up about, obviously, probably in about three seconds, but um, like I said, I appreciate it. That It's that simple. I appreciate it. Uh, did, you know, I did what I could here to help the team win. And uh, now it's on to Vegas and, and uh, doing what I can there. Describe what it's been like for you, Butch, the last couple of days just being here. Uh, you know, it's been it's been quiet. I, I, I 
you know, went over to Ray Bork's restaurant, had dinner with Ray and the coaches last night. It was quiet. It was good to get out and walk around. But I got to tell you, I don't spend a lot of time down this way. I'm in Winchester at uh, the local uh, pizza joints with my kids. So uh, Black Horse Tavern, you know, with the fish and chips, that's it. That's what I know. I don't know anything about it. Someone asked me for a restaurant recommendation the other day. I was like, you're asking the wrong guy in Boston. But, you know, and we got in and we, we had a, an off day on, uh, no, an optional practice. So nice to walk around here. Uh, kind of quietly uh, see John, uh, Grizz's dad, and chat a little, and just little things like that. Just an appreciation for being around this building. Were the emotions any higher than you expected them to be once the game started? No, no. I think once it starts, it's business as usual. We had a game plan in place. Um, you know, Boston's activating their deal a lot more. We know about that. Lindholm specifically. Uh, um, but Grizz is, or um, Cliffy's more active this year as well. So I thought we, at times we did a good job cutting those plays off and transitioning well from it. And other times they uh, they manufactured offense like the Marshy School, right? So we did a good job sometimes. Other times we didn't. But <clears throat> I thought you know we tried to execute a game plan, knowing what I know about them, and then we got ourselves in penalty trouble, and then it goes out the window a little bit. Extra good feeling that you guys are not, you guys are the team that break the streak here. Um, now that you brought it up, um, <laughs> I'm used to hearing dirty water at the end of the game, so I'm glad I didn't hear it tonight. So, um, but anyway, yeah, I mean, it, no, the streak means, you know, really it's irrelevant to me. It's just nice to come in and play well and win. Uh, it looked like he had a good idea of where that puck might end up. Did you put that in the guy's head that they like the weak side D exit there? Uh, yes, that, that's what I was saying in the neutral zone. So that's one goal that we got directly from the, I think the second period for our first goal of the second period caught or was a uh, one of those ones I think we did a good job working above and they, and they didn't execute because we had numbers and I think it was Theo that punched it up quick to stone and, and Cotter's in so we wanted to transition off some of their transition does that make any sense counter speed with speed if we had numbers there it was good and then the next Marshy goal we did and they passed right around us right so sometimes it worked out sometimes it didn't your players wanted this one for you. What was their reaction in the room after? Uh, they were happy. They got a little money from me. So the uh, Cassidy College Fund went down a little bit, but I'd gladly pay it. So uh, it's, it'd be my turn here or Jack's, right? Jack didn't play, and he was kind enough to still put a little money on the board. So I think they, listen, that's a good group. Uh, a lot like the dressing room in Boston, great leadership guys, mix of young and old. And uh, they, they, you know, we, our team plays hard every night. We're not perfect. We're working on that, but it's a great group. What's it mean that? Bergie's in the hallway waiting for you out. Well, you know, we really, I never got an opportunity when you've worked with a guy for a long time. Like, he's the captain of the team, right? It's like, Z, I had an opportunity to, to chat with Z uh, when he left. And and uh, so we were just sharing some, some thoughts on each other and our time together. So it means a lot to me. Um, you know, I, I, have, I have a tremendous amount of respect for pretty much every guy in that locker room. You know, they, they played hard. They played hard. Some of them worked out better than others and whatever's been the narrative is I mean every player in there um, you know I worked hard with it to get better and like I said I have a lot of respect for everyone First during warm-ups I noticed you came down the runway you, you, you sort of poked your head out there for a second. oh there was uh, one of Cole's uh, uh, hockey coaches had texted me so I said all right I'll go say hello and it was his buddy and his dad so it's one of the assistant coaches uh, uh, with this team, so I just I just wanted to say hello. Did you find yourself maybe prior to faceoff fidgeting a little more or being anxious? Uh, no, just trying to you know th that is the downtime for coaches that's the longest. I think I told you we, 
when we're back home, there's all kinds of games on because it's four, uh, four, you know, the, the time change, so we're all watching hockey. So, but that's a, some downtime. So, I was actually answering some texts from people over the last couple of days that had reached out. So, it's odd time to catch up. But like I said, you're, you're, I think you're pretty much prepared then. If you're not, it's too late. <laughs> um, and uh, kill some time. I saw Riley Smith when they did the tribute. Riley Smith turned around and offered you a towel. On the yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, listen, it's you don't know how it's going to be. As I said, I don't know what the reaction is going to be. So. It was a it was a really nice gesture by the Bruins organization. I appreciate it. Sort of uh, all along, got a tremendous amount of respect for them, and, and um, thankful they did it. Grateful. Did it feel like closure for you tonight? Yeah. Just it's over, you know. Like there's a lot of been talk, and some of that's on me, you know. Like some of it's just the the way it's played out. But um, as I said, I really enjoyed my time here, and um, it's time to focus on on. Uh, well, I've been focused on Vegas, but this game, you know, was kind of one of those ones. My kids are like, can we come and, you know, to the game flight? No, you got school. There's different things like that. It's just not an ordinary game. <clears throat> what about being back here in the spring? Uh, I would like to be here in the spring. Would not be nice, eh? That would be, uh, you know, two good hockey teams that are trending that way. A lot's going to happen between now and then, I'm sure. Um, but, you know, us, Joe, as coaches, we're, we're focused on our next opponent Wednesday night at home. <clears throat> yep. All right. Thanks, Thanks for that was head coach Bruce Cassidy after a very emotional game for him in his return to Boston and the Golden Knights, a 4-3 victory in the shootout over the Bruins. And with tonight's Golden Knights win, you win as well. Enjoy 31% off menu price pizzas at Pizza Hut tomorrow using the code VGKWINS on PizzaHut.com. We're back with more on the AAA Insurance postgame show presented by Dollar Loan Center. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show presented by AAA Insurance. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace. AAA Insurance postgame show. The Vegas Golden Knights defeat the Boston Bruins 4-3 in the shootout. Vegas goes 3-1 and on this quick four-game road trip before returning home on Wednesday at 7 o'clock against the New York Rangers. Let's take a look at the highlights in this game. We go back to the first period without Jack Eichel. Paul Cotter got the promotion up to the top line with Chandler Stevenson and Mark Stone. Paul wasted little time making the most of his chance as he scored a beautiful goal just 90 seconds into the game. Low to high pass, right point, Theodore. Banks it behind Carlson, quick stick, Cotter scores! Paul Cotter parked right out in front. Gives Vegas a 1-0 lead a minute and a half into the game. Paul Cotter scores his third goal of the season. Paul Cotter from William Carlson and Shea Theodore at 136 of the first period made it 1-0 Vegas. Just over three minutes later, David Pasternak turned a puck over to Jonathan Marcheseau, who patiently outweighed Jeremy Swayman to make it 2-0. Bruins a quick recovery. Now it's a giveaway. Marcheseau alone save. Rebound. He scores. Brutal giveaway in the defensive zone for the Bruins. Marcheseau, right where we needed to be. Marcheseau with goals in consecutive games. That's his 10th of the year. 2-0 Vegas. 10th goal for Jonathan Marcheseau, unassisted at 5.04 of the first period. Made it 2-0 Vegas. The Golden Knights would take a 2-0 lead into the second period. Paul Cotter again playing up the lineup with Jack Eichel unavailable. Opened the second period with his second goal of the game. Now it's Connor working in. He scores! <clears throat> Second of the day for Paul Cotter. He's not on the fourth line. He's on the top line right now. In the absence of Jack Eichel, Cotter promoted his third and fourth goals of the season. The Knights take a 3-0 lead. 
Paul Cotter's fourth of the year from Mark Stone and Shea Theodore. 51 seconds into the second period made it 3 to nothing Vegas. The Bruins would have a strong push midway through the period. They get a power play, and the Golden Knights would kill that off. However, right after the power play ended, the Bruins got on the board as Patrice Bergeron hit Brad Marchand with a backdoor pass, pulling Boston to within two. Kessel intercepted a neutral zone pass. Bruins get it anyway. Backdoor pass score! Marchand from DeBrusque. The Bruins are on the board. 3-1 Vegas, 6-14 to go in the second period. Brad Marchand with his eighth goal of the season. Brad Marchand's eighth of the year from Patrice Bergeron and Brandon Carlo at 13:46 of the second period made it 3-1 Vegas. And with the period winding down, David Pasternak pulled the puck off the wall, walked into the left circle, and beat Logan Thompson to cut the Golden Knights' lead to just one. Pasternak twirls and scores! What a move, David Pasternak from the left wall to the circle, the whirl around, and the score for Boston. It's a 3-2 Vegas lead. Boston with two goals in the last seven minutes of the second to make it a one-goal game. 17th goal of the year for David Pasternak from Charlie McAvoy and Hampus Lindholm at 19.35 of the second period made it 3-2 Vegas. So the Golden Knights would take a one-goal lead into the third period, and they'd open the third period by taking two penalties 30 seconds apart. The Bruins would get to work on an extended five-on-three, and with the first penalty killed off, Taylor Hall would put a rebound home to tie the game. Hall behind. One penalty about to expire. Kolasar escapes the box in front. Save, rebound, score! Taylor Hall, power play goal, tie game, 3-3. Ninth goal of the year from Taylor Hall. The assist to Brad Marchand at 3.08 of the third period made it 3-3, a power play goal for the Boston Bruins. So we would play the remainder of that third period. No scoring happened after that. So we'd head to overtime. The Golden Knights and the Boston Bruins tied at three. And in overtime, Logan Thompson was called on to make our AAA insurance save of the game. Bruins a two-on-one. And on the right, shot, glove save! Logan Thompson, best save of the day. Stopping defenseman Charlie McAvoy. AAA is a proud sponsor of the Vegas Golden Knights, helping you outsmart life on the road and at home with 24-7 roadside assistance, car repair discounts, DMV services, and savings on your home and auto insurance. AAA, outsmart life. So that big-time save from Logan Thompson and some strong work on a penalty kill would push the game to the shootout. Logan Thompson was perfect through five rounds, and Riley Smith, the former Bruin, would win it for Vegas. First attempt this season for Smith. The lefty carves his way in, right, then left, straight on. He scores! Riley Smith wins it for the Golden Knights. 4-3 the final in Boston. Game-winning goal in the shootout there for Riley Smith to make it 4-3 in the shootout for the Vegas Golden Knights, putting a stop to the Bruins' Home win streak of 14 this season. A big-time victory for the Vegas Golden Knights in Bruce Cassidy's return to Boston. We're back to wrap it up next on the AAA Insurance Postgame Show presented by Dollar Loan Center. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. 
We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show presented by AAA Insurance. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace. AAA Insurance postgame show. The Vegas Golden Knights defeat the Boston Bruins 4-3 to in the shootout. Vegas hands Boston their first loss on home ice this season. Tonight's game recap is brought to you by Universal Windows and Solar. And the Golden Knights, without Jack Eichel, without Alex Petrangelo, went to work, and they went to work early. Paul Cotter scoring just 90 seconds into the game. Jonathan Marcheseau adding a goal in the first period. And then Paul Cotter again early on in the second period. However, when you go up 3 nothing, especially against a team as good as the Boston Bruins, you have to expect there's going to be a pushback. There was with the Bruins. Then the Golden Knights in the third period get themselves into some penalty trouble. However, they didn't break completely. They find a way to eke out a point, and then Logan Thompson essentially puts this team on his back. A strong number of saves on the penalty kill, and then perfect in the shootout in order to secure the second point for the Vegas Golden Knights, who improved to 3-1 and one on this road trip. 19-7-1 and one on the year with 39 points in the bank for the Vegas Golden Knights. They're next in action on Wednesday at 7 o'clock against the New York Rangers. That's going to do it for us here on the AAA Insurance Post Game Show. Extended Post Game Show is next. Presented by Dollar Loan Center, this is the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. It's the extended Vegas Golden Knights Post Game Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. Let your voice be heard by calling in at 702-876-1340. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace. Extended postgame show, Fox Sports Las Vegas. The Golden Knights defeat the Boston Bruins 4-3 to three in the shootout. 4-3 to three in the shootout. The Boston Bruins were 14-0 on home ice this year. The Vegas Golden Knights hand them their first loss on home ice. Vegas improves to 12-2 and 1 on the road so far this season, and they went 3 and 1 on this four-game road trip. That is really good when you compare where the Golden Knights were before going on to this road trip having lost back-to-back games against the Seattle Kraken and the Vancouver Canucks right after Thanksgiving. This was a get-right road trip for the Vegas Golden Knights, and I know that you're going to have a couple of differing opinions. When you have leads, you expect to win games. When you have leads, you expect those games to go smoothly. But I'm going to say this, and hopefully it resonates. The Golden Knights have played a lot of hockey, a lot of hockey in the last two to three weeks. It's not always going to be easy to put an opponent away just because you have a lead on them. Tonight, the Bruins pushed back. That is a really good hockey team. It was only natural that that would happen. And I think given the circumstances, without Jack Eichel, without Alex Petrangelo, in this game, the final of a four-game road trip, four games in nine days with travel, I'll take that all day long. I'll take a 4-3 win in the shootout and handing the Bruins their first loss on home ice. 702-876-1340 is the number. 702-876-1340. We're talking about a 19-7-1 Vegas Golden Knights team. It's your post-game show. Dan Duva posed the question to Bruce Cassidy and Riley Smith. I'm going to pose the question to you. If tonight against Boston was a prove-it game for the Vegas Golden Knights, what did they prove to you? If you've never called, I want you to call right now. 
1340. Let's head out to the phone lines, bring in Mike. Hey, Mike, how you doing? Well, let's see what everybody has to say tonight. I, I have a big W-O-W to start things off. Uh, this is really a signature win, and not only does Paul Cotter signify that he is an NHL player, probably earned a spot from now on, but here's Logan Thompson with over 40 saves, and oh, by the way, seven in the skills competition, and he's not even one of the three stars of the game. You, you can tell that was a road game for sure. And it just it, a crazy, crazy game, a wonderful win. This is the one-third mark, 27 down and uh, almost, well, 55 to go. And uh, so at the one-third mark, is it fair to say that the Knights are the contender for the Western Conference and should be as such? Yeah, that's an interesting question. I, I mean, I think that they have, have proven that they're they're able to kind of weather some storms, right? Like this is a team that in the Golden Knights that's 19-7-1, and, and I still feel like there's another gear or two in their game. I still feel like they can get better, that they can improve. Like certainly their second periods can, can come along a little bit more than they have. They're starting games on time. They're, they're great in terms of first period goal differential. Uh, but I mean, there, there are aspects of the game where I think the golden Knights can get better, but right now uh, you're, you're looking at tops in the Pacific tops in the Western conference, and there's still room to improve. It's hard not to put the Golden Knights on a short list of teams that you can see reasonably winning it in the Western Conference. Sure. I'll, I'll play anybody in June. I'll go back to Boston if that's what they require. But let's get the, let's get it done here first and win the Campbell Cup. But uh, one other question that requires an opinion from you, and uh, yeah. hopefully you'll give me a good one. Uh, when the game got tied 3-3, three to three, now we've gone from 3-zip to 3-3 three, three in a pretty short order. Would it have been prudent for Coach Cassidy to have called a timeout at that point and gotten the troops rallied again? Um, n- yes and no. If it were to happen, say, in the second period, right? Like the, the Golden Knights had an intermission between uh, the second goal for the Boston Bruins and then the third goal for the Boston Bruins. I, I think the fact that, you know, you, you kind of go out first, three you know two and a half minutes of the period you you take two penalties all of a sudden you're on your heels you almost kill off both of those penalties which would have been a huge boon for the golden knights then you give up that goal i i don't know that a a a timeout would have been warranted there now if boston say would have scored three goals in four minutes uh to to, you know before the end of the second period i think at that point you you take a timeout but I, i don't know that it was warranted in that spot. I think the Golden Knights recognized what they needed to do to get themselves back into the game. And, you know, a lot of a lot of that's on Bruce Cassidy. And, and Mike, thank you for the call. I don't think there was a, a timeout needed or warranted because Bruce Cassidy shortened his bench. He put the guys out there that he thought needed to be out there more often in the third period. And he kept going back to the misfit line. And, and it was really Riley Smith, Jonathan Marshall, so William Carlson to me that steadied the ship for the Golden Knights in that third period that had a couple of really good shifts and they were starting to kind of string some together. And, you know, everyone on the bench seemed to just kind of continue to get into it. And it was back and forth. It was up and down. I don't think you wanted to really kill any of the tempo in that game. I think you just wanted to go out and trust on your players to deliver the way that they needed to. I don't think anything really had to be said at that moment. I I think the Golden Knights, uh, by virtue of what we saw as the game wore on, uh, they were able to right the ship. They were able to figure it out. And you want them to be able to do that on the fly. 
702-876-1340 is the number. If this was a prove-it game, what did the Golden Knights prove to you? That's what I'm interested in if you want to call in. 702-876-1340. Pick up the phone. I want to hear from you. Let's head out to the phone lines. Bring in Stephanie. Hey, Stephanie, how you doing? I'm doing great. How are you doing, Ryan? Oh, I'm good. So I would say if this is a prove-it game, I think one of the things that the Knights prove is that this is a team that is going to continue to score by committee. Um, mm-hmm. you, if you're the other team, you have to be watching everybody. You know, if, even though technically Paul Cotter was on that top line tonight, that's somebody that we normally have on our fourth line that can play like that. You know, it, it's the, the, the ability to score is there. And it has been happening. Um, and that it's, you know, it, it was hard, right, to see the three-goal lead vanish. But they didn't give up. They played hard. Logan Thompson, I believe, absolutely kept them in this game with some amazing saves, especially the glove save during overtime. That was a hard for for sure. Um, just this team is all in. Like, everybody is in. Even down, essentially, your best forward, your best defenseman, you know, by and large, we're missing from this game. And we beat the powerhouse that is the Boston Bruins, who have not lost prior to this at home. Like, I don't know what more the Knights need to prove to the league at this point. Yeah, I don't know that there's too much else outside of staying power, right? Like, I think if you're if you're Bruce Cassidy, you're the Vegas Golden Knights, the only thing that you have left to prove is that you can continue to play at this clip and this pace over the final 55 games of the year, that you are going to be a team that should be reckoned with come playoff time, and that's really what's on the table in front of the Golden Knights right now. Yeah, and, and this is something that I said before the game, and I would be saying whether this was a win or a loss, I'm glad that Eichel didn't play and is going to take the time to recover fully rather than going out there and trying to play hurt. Because, yes, this is Boston. This is a great team. And I'm sure he wanted to be in this game both for himself as a Boston guy and for his coach. But in the long run, the big picture is to get him healthy and keep him healthy. And not having him here for a game or two is going to be way better then he already took a puck to the face. Then he hurt his leg. Like, let him get that time to recover and come back closer to full strength and ready to go. Yeah, you're absolutely right, Stephanie. Thank you for the call. I, I agree with you 100%. If, if it's something going on with Jack Eichel that is keeping him out of a game and we know that that doesn't happen very often when Jack can play through something, then it's better to just hang on and play another day. So for Jack Eichel, we'll, we'll hope to get some type of, a, of an update on, on whether or not he'll be um, in the near future. He's listed as day-to-day right now with a lower body injury, so we'll see. 702-876-1340 is the number. I want you to pick up the phone and let me know on the other side of the break if this was a prove-it game for the Golden Knights, what did they prove to you? And then, if you were looking at this game and you saw that Jack Eichel wasn't available, the Golden Knights were going at this one without Alex Petrangelo, What were your initial thoughts before the game started? What do you expect was going to happen, and how did it differ from what actually happened? 702-876-1340. More on the Extended Post Game Show, Fox Sports, Las Vegas. Back to your calls on the Extended Vegas Golden Knights Post Game Show. Here's Ryan Wallace. Extended Post Game Show, Fox Sports, Las Vegas. The Golden Knights 
defeat the Boston Bruins 4-3 to in the shootout. Vegas 19-7-1, 39 points on the year. First in the Pacific Division, first in the Western Conference. Hand the Bruins their first loss of the year on home ice. So big-time game there for the Vegas Golden Knights in Bruce Cassidy's return. 702-876-1340 is the number. I'd like to hear from you. If tonight was a prove-it game for the Golden Knights, what did they prove to you? Let's head back out to the phone lines, bring in Eddie. Hey, Eddie, how you doing? Good, man. Thanks for taking my call. Um, yeah, definitely a statement win. Best in the East versus best in the West. And, of course, the West mm-hmm. always takes over. Uh, I can't give enough credit to Logan. I mean, the guy is just playing lights out and the most important thing about logan thomas that is nobody is talking about is it put the flurry colt to bed nobody's crying about missing flurry anymore just want to get your take on that thanks for taking my call yeah thanks for the call eddie um i I think Logan Thompson's just a, a really likable and relatable person, you know, more than anything else. I think that you're, you know, you, you've got a young guy who went kind of an unconventional uh, path to the NHL and uh, has a has an opportunity in front of him. And I think he kind of represents something in, in everybody and in every fan where uh, you, you just you, you kind of want to root for the underdog, so to speak. And, and Logan Thompson is been able to do that he's been able to come in and be very very good for the Vegas Golden Knights I think that there's a degree of of splintering that happened where you had Marc-Andre Fleury and Robin Leonard and there were two camps there for sure but with Robin Leonard out this season for the Vegas Golden Knights you needed someone and some you needed someone to step in and, and someone that you could believe in and right now uh, the Golden Knights are, are finding that they've got that in Logan Thompson and he continues to improve he continues to get better to me that's the big thing that, that he's growing within his game and I, and I think the Golden Knights can still grow within their game too um, but Logan Thompson's been fantastic and, and you know, it's, it's again it's hard not to root for the kid given his path to the NHL 702-876-1340 if tonight was a prove it game for the Vegas Golden Knights what did they prove from you if you've never called into the show I want you to pick up the phone and dial the number 702-876-1340 tell me what the Golden Knights proved to you if they didn't prove anything to you Call me up and tell me that too. Listen, I think that there's there's something to be said for the Golden Knights need to shore up their ability to hold the lead. I think there's absolutely something to be said for that. I want to be perfectly clear, as clear as I can be in that spot. When you factor in this road trip, the Golden Knights had a 2-0 lead over the Columbus Blue Jackets. End up winning the game in the shootout. 3-2. They've got a 2-0 lead over the Pittsburgh Penguins, end up losing that game 4-3 in regulation. They were able to stem the tide and and take a 2-0 lead into a 4-1 victory over the Detroit Red Wings, and then at a 3-0 lead in this game, end up winning it 4-3 in the shootout. So I'm not going to just say that everything is is perfect for the Vegas Golden Knights right now. I do believe that there is another level to this team that they can be even better than they've already been this year. And part of that is shoring up the the ability to hold on to a lead. Now, I'll make the argument that the talent 
tonight with Boston was different than what you'd see in Columbus. And I don't think anyone's going to get mad at me for saying that. Like, I'm more upset about squandering a 2-0 lead to the Columbus Blue Jackets than I am a 3-0 lead to the Boston Bruins. The Boston Bruins are one of three wagons in this league right now. They've got 11 players, just like the Golden Knights do, in double digits and points so far this season. Plus, they were a team that hadn't lost yet on home ice. There was naturally going to be a moment in this game where the where the Boston Bruins flipped the switch and decided they were going to take the game to the Golden Knights. Everything opened up in the second period. Everything opened up in the second period, and when that happened, the Golden Knights started to lose a little bit of coverage here and there, and the Bruins made them pay. That's what good teams do. My counter-argument is this. You've got to be a pretty good team to get yourself a lead early. You've got to be a very solid NHL team to be able to continually find yourself in a position where you have a multi-goal lead. To bridge the gap from good to great. To bridge the gap from great to contender. You have to learn along the way that you've got to hold on to those leads. It's just something that has to happen. And it's gradually going to for the Vegas Golden Knights. I do believe in time their second periods are going to get sorted out. I think that this team is going to be able to figure out a way to not have the the minus goal differential in the second period. And I really think that you know, I look at this game a little bit differently than I do Columbus. The Golden Knights hurt themselves with penalties in the, at the beginning of the third period. Like, I, I believe that if Vegas was able to get out of that first five minutes without allowing a, a goal and really not giving Boston much to, to grow on in terms of their power play, that the Golden Knights could have won this game in regulation. I think they played a good enough game, a strong enough game to do that. But again... They had a 3-0 lead without Jack Eichel, without Alex Petrangelo. We're talking about the fourth game in, in nine nights with a bunch of travel. And you look at their schedule over the, the, the entire month of, of December. Every other day, they are playing a game. And that's including travel. So this is a fatigued Golden Knights team in this game against Bruce Cassidy's former team. And yet, without Jack Eichel without Alex Petrangelo arguably their two best players on offense and defense in the lineup they were able to find a way to hold on and beat a Boston Bruins team that pushed incredibly hard I don't know that I I subscribe to the conventional wisdom that the Golden Knights quote unquote blew this lead I think the Boston Bruins took it from them and sometimes that's going to happen when you've got a 3 nothing lead but the, the important thing for Vegas is that they didn't lose points in a game that they played well enough to win and that's kind of the takeaway that I'm pulling from this one despite the fact that they allowed a 3 nothing lead to dissipate and had to win this in the shootout we're back to wrap it up next on the extended postgame show Fox Sports Las Vegas Back to your calls on the extended Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. Here's Ryan Wallace. Wrapping it up here, extended postgame show, Fox Sports Las Vegas. The Golden Knights defeat the Boston Bruins 4-3 to in the shootout. Vegas had a 3-0 lead thanks to a couple of goals from Paul Cotter, one goal from Jonathan Marchessault, and then the Bruins really took over in the back half of the second period, getting a couple of goals to make it a one-goal game going into the third. Then... 
The Golden Knights get themselves into some penalty trouble, nearly kill off both penalties, almost survive a five-on-three situation, but in the end, Taylor Hall gets the equalizer, and the Golden Knights have to play extra time in this one. However, Logan Thompson was fantastic again on the penalty kill in overtime, and through five rounds of the shootout, Riley Smith, the former Boston Bruin, wins it for the Golden Knights in the shootout, and Vegas hands Boston their first loss on home ice this year. So for that, the Golden Knights go 3-1 and one on this four-game road trip, improved to 12-2-1 and one so far this year on the road, and 19-7-1 and one overall with 39 points on the season. Golden Knights are next in action on Wednesday at 7 o'clock inside T-Mobile Arena against the New York Rangers. That's going to do it for me here on the Extended Post Game Show. Thanks to Bobby Machado back in the studio for making sure everything sounds great and keeping us on the air. And thanks to you, our listeners and our callers. It's your post game show. It's not as much fun without your input. Until Wednesday, have a great night, everybody. We'll talk to you then right here on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Thanks for listening to the Extended Golden Knights Post Game Show on Fox Sports Radio 98.9 FM at 1340 AM. Your home for the Vegas Golden Knights. Have a good night and drive safe.